Welcome to the Do Life Better podcast, where we believe that you get to create who you are being and who you become. And it's often the smallest changes and actions that make the biggest difference. Each week, your host, Dave Jorner, will bring you the best guests, tips and messages to inspire and help you to do life even better. Thanks for joining us today. Now let's get started. Hi everyone and welcome back to another episode of the Do Life Better podcast. I'm so very grateful that you are joining me again today. And today's shout out, I thought I'd say a quick hi and thank you to our listeners over in Denmark. That's right, all the way over in Denmark. Uh, there's a number of you who seem to be downloading quite regularly, so thank you very much. Um, I'd love to hear about um, how you got onto us and the value that you're finding in this podcast. So, And please do keep uh, sharing it out over there in Denmark. So all our listeners in Denmark, thank you very much. It's so good to have you join us. And also and say hi to Mary for us. Hi to Mary, that'd be great. And yes, that was John's voice you heard, Dr. John Boletta, our resident psychologist for the Do Life Better podcast. Um, John, it's so great to have you with us again today. Thank you. My pleasure and uh, greetings and salutations to all of our listeners. Absolutely, especially the Danish. Uh, now, John, the other day we were talking about the idea of flourishing. Now, this fits really perfectly with the idea of the Do Life Better podcast in terms of you, know, you create who you're becoming and, and who you're being. And after that conversation, I've been thinking a lot about uh, um, people you see out and about these days and uh, some people just seem to have it all together. Um, you know, it's really nice, my close friendship group, it's really nice to see, um, in a sense, a lot of my really close friends are flourishing now as well. And, you know, things are starting to fall in place. They seem to be really in control of, of who they are and who they're becoming and, and absolutely rubs off on me and my own family. And it's nice to be surrounded by a lot of people who um, are progressing really nicely in their lives. And then they also, um, you always come across other people as well who don't seem to be in that same space. Um, they seem to be coming up against roadblocks all the time, um, negative things happening for them, and they don't seem to progress or be happy in their situation. Um, so John, John, what's the difference there? Tell us more about flourishing and um, what can we do to help ourselves flourish even more so that we can be um, a better versions of ourselves? Yeah, um, it's a great comment you started with there, Dave, around some of the friends that you have who are seem to be you know, sometimes we say living the dream. I don't mm. know if that's uh, mm. too extravagant or dramatic, but, you know, I'm sure you do have, you know, um, some friends who seem to be in that space and yeah. they may very well be. You know, in this space of flourishing, which comes from this area of, um, of my profession, which we call positive psychology, and pos positive psychology is not just about, you know, um, you know uh, crossing your fingers and toes and just hoping for oh, good outcomes as if it's some miraculous sort of unfolding. But um, positive psychology is about how do we deliberately create and um, embrace the opportunities we have out there so that we can have, and this is not very technical, but to have a good life or a full life. You know, a life that makes sense, a life that, um, as you know, some might say, you know, getting your ducks in a row so that you can actually look at the various components of your life and say, this makes sense. I'm getting um, some really nice positive emotions out of this. I'm doing some really nice stuff in the world and I feel good about where it is that I am and I can feel optimistic about the future. So when you talk about your friends who are in pretty good psychological shape, mm. um, you know, these are the people who we say would be happy, uh, maybe interesting, connected. And these are, the, these are the descriptors we use to talk about people who are having a life that, that is flourishing. Mm. Nice one. I like what you said before about you do it intentionally, you do it on purpose. Absolutely. Um, it's critical that we actually 
uh, focus on the choice aspect here. Yeah, nice one. So what are those things that we can do okay. intentionally? What are those things that we can do on purpose to really help ourselves flourish? Yeah, there's, a, there's an acronym that uh, the area of positive psychology has, and it's PERMA, P-E-R-M-A, and sometimes people will add an H to the end, and I'll talk about that. Right. And I know that's a really important one for you because I know that you know, you're a guy who really likes to keep himself really physically fit and healthy. Um, as most of us do to an extent, but I, and I'll talk about that at the end. But that PERMA is, um, gives us the first letter of these five or six areas that will contribute to flourishing. Mm-hmm. The first one, the P, is about positive emotions. Now, for some people, positive emotions might be pleasure and fun um, or gratitude, and for others, it might be uh, contentment or peace or love or curiosity, you know, that sort of area. Mm-hmm. But what we're talking about here is what are the things that you are deliberately doing, either in relationships or in hobbies or in study or in work or just in your world? What are you doing where positive emotions are being elicited? You know, that your brain and your body is actually enjoying life. So it's not about, you know, sitting on the couch and waiting for things to make you laugh or for things to just, you know, uh, percolate up from nowhere for you to be content about. Mm. So it requires you to to, to reflect or it requires you to engage or it requires you to, to um, uh, be involved in an activity. So really the positive emotions is the first piece. Um, it's not necessary, excuse me, it's not sufficient, but it is necessary. Right. And that is, you know, we need to have our brain firing in such a way that, you know, our, we've got these, you know, these neurochemicals um, that's, you know, flooding our brain so we can think well we can feel well and, and, and our emotions are, uh, are in good shape. Mm. And that's the first piece. Mm-hmm. The, the second one is engagement. Mm-hmm. And engagement means um, that we are spending lots of our lives in that space. And I know that you've been training for a marathon. You were telling me about that recently, where you can actually get into the zone. And I know mm. that that's an expression that a lot of runners will, will use. And being in the zone is when we experience flow. Mm-hmm. And what that means is I've got some skill here some developing skill, and I've got a challenge here. And when I'm in that space where I'm really maximizing and, and playing to my strengths and I've got some uh, mastery there, that engagement with that activity, whether it's running or whether it's school or whether it's writing or work, that, that really contributes to our resilience. Because if you think about engagement, it's the opposite of anxiety. It's the opposite of Boredom. Mm, yep. Yep. Okay. So that's when the, the the juices are really flowing, and time just seems to melt away, mm-hmm. and we actually don't mind what it is that we're doing because we're really in that really that sweet spot. Sure. Does that make yeah. So sense? find something of high interest. Find something that's fun. Find something that's a little bit challenging that you can really engage in, and to help you be completely present in that moment. Absolutely. And it's really interesting because the irony is, it's being really present, but it's also losing yourself. Yes. It's one of those things. Sometimes um, I do a lot of practical stuff, you know, construction and gardening and, and whatever. And sometimes I'll, you know, start a project or be in the, in the garden. And, you know, after a while, I'll think to myself, oh, um, I'm, I'm sort of feeling a bit hungry. So, you know, and, and then I'll look at my watch um, if I've got it on and I'll think, oh, my God, you know, I've been out, out here for like three or four hours wow. and time has really passed like, you know, it, that, that's flow. Mm, that's experiencing mm. flow and that's great because you know being present and attentive to the task mm-hmm. that's not anxiety and that's not boredom mm-hmm. that's that's being in the zone excellent so, okay thank you the next part 
um, in that PERMA model is relationships. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, relationships we know very well through the series of these podcasts is that they're the people who touch our heart and our soul and our mind. It's those, you know, it's those uh, connections with other people, intimate, intimate romantic relationships, professional relationships, um, relationships in the community. Um, I had a bit of time this morning. I have a favourite coffee shop just down the road. And, you know, and, and even though that's a professional relationship, it's a place where you can go in, people know your name, they know your order, and, you know, you might sit down there, you know, just for half an hour doing some reading or whatever, but it's a, there's sort of like a connection to a place mm, and people. Mm, yep. And those relationships are, are, are so critical. We're social animals, and if we don't connect, um, then, you know, we're not getting any feedback from the world, and mm. certainly relationships are so important. Now, we don't have to be huge extroverts, okay, because even introverts will connect with people. They'll connect differently or less frequently or, you know, but it's, it's still so important to, to have a life which flourishes, mm. the, the, the word for the day. Um, you know, where are those opportunities each day and each week and each month that we connect with others? Nice one. Thank you. Yep. Yeah. So that's the P, the E, and the R. Yeah. Never the M. <laughs> okay. The, the M is around meaning. And when we're talking about meaning, it's, it's about um, why is it that I do the things that I do in my life? Sure. So why do I work? On one level, people might say, well, I work to earn the money to pay the bills. Mm -hmm. Great. That's fine. That's, that's absolutely legitimate. Mm -hmm. But if you're actually able to say with work, well, I do it not only to pay the bills, but I connect with other people. It's about making the world a bit better. It's about contributing to the community, about being a role model for my kids. Um, it's about, you know, paying it, you know, paying it forward, sometimes paying it back. It's, it's about knowing what your purpose is for the things that you do, not doing things mindlessly. Mm -hmm. um, you know, God knows there are enough things that we will do without thinking. But if we can be in that space, if we want to be deliberate about our lives, uh, that becomes, if I'm able to serve others or a bigger picture, that's like, you know, flourishing, you know, um, on steroids, if I'm allowed to say that. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's really pumped up a lot. Nice one. So it's not really just about what you're doing, but it's the meaning that you bring to what you're doing that makes a difference. Yeah, absolutely. And if that meaning involves others or a higher um, a goal mm -hmm. beyond ourselves, mm -hmm. that's that contributes exponentially to our sense of well-being. Excellent. Okay? The next one is A, and that is sense of accomplishment or a sense of achievement. Now, this is a critical piece um, if there are people who are listening who are uh, in school or at university particularly, um, as well as more broadly in life, but particularly for some of the younger uh, folk who are listening, mm. it's really about moving forward with endeavours, big and small, to actually get a sense of mastery in their own lives. So this accomplishment is about knowing what your strengths are mm -hmm. and playing to those strengths I know sometimes in schools there will be a lot of effort in remediating weaknesses or yeah, yeah. where there are gaps, and, and that's absolutely okay. But from a positive psychology perspective, we would be saying, okay, it's okay to do some of that, but how do you get on the front foot and really be aware of what your, your as we call them, character strengths? Mm -hmm. What are your relative strengths and how do you maximize those? And in most of your activities and relationships and endeavors, how are you actually doing things in a way to get mastery, to accomplish goals, or to be in that process toward moving toward a visionary uh, future. 
Excellent. So would that be like in a business sense too, would that be like delegating the tasks that you don't like doing and that you're not good at so that you can keep pushing forward on the areas that you add most value in, the areas that you're most inspired and passionate about, the areas that you make the biggest difference in? Would that be very similar to that? Absolutely. Um, we all outsource certain tasks in business. I know you do some and I absolutely do as well. Mm-hmm. And we've got some choice. We've only got a certain amount of resources or time or expertise. Now, if you want to, you know, um, learn more about bookkeeping or about graphic design, well, that's fine. You can push those boundaries. However, if you if you can think to yourself, look, there are only so many hours in the day. I can ask somebody to do my graphics. I can ask somebody to do some of my um, book work. Well, then it's not playing to those, you know, it's not playing to those weaknesses and and having that as a as an ongoing sort of vulnerability or or an area for attention. About saying my strength is about interacting with uh, new leads. My my um, um, interest is really about personal growth and development, and so you keep on the front foot with that. Experiencing yourself as ma- um, as you know, masterful, if you like, sounds mm. grandiose, but it's about getting that sense of achievement and and driving forward from there. So, Excellent, thank yeah. you. And and that's the final one in the perma, the original model, but we tend to put an H on the end. Okay. Um, and that is around health. So this is really basic stuff, and you know. As a psychologist, we're very influenced by biology. And if you think about health in this space, your friends and, and, and your good self um, who are you know, in that space of flourishing, it's important to think about basic biology. That is, do I sleep around seven or eight hours a day? Do I stay well hydrated? Do I moderate the amount of alcohol that I use if I use alcohol? Do I have a good nutrition? You know. Mm. Um, do I spend time in, in terms of mindfulness mm-hmm. or prayer or breath work or relaxation? And, you know, am I doing those sorts of things that keep my body moving? I might not be exercising, but I am moving. I'm doing gardening or moving, running after children and a dog. Yes. You know, am I doing some of that non-exercise movement? And that's, that's a piece of flourishing that sometimes as psychologists, we can forget about some of that, the, bio, the biological piece. In many ways, it's actually central or equally as important. Mm. So that's the a model, and, it, and I know it might sound a little formulaic, but it's a nice inventory, a nice little check around positive emotions, engagement, relationships, meaning, accomplishment, and health. Perma, the nice little reminder about you know the guy that or gal that I want to be by the deliberate things that I do. Mm, for sure, and. Uh... It's interesting that health is the last one there and because I know that with me and with people in my life um, and other people out there who have been great examples for me too, that when, uh, for me, for example, when I started getting my health back on track, everything else started to fall back into place again. It was easier for me to find more meaning in what I was doing. It was easier for me to pursue my the areas that I can accomplish better in and more so in. It's easier for me to pursue, um, not, not to pursue more relationships necessarily, but to spend more time in my relationships with my friends and family and loved ones. Because, because I'm feeling better, I have more resources, I have more energy, um, my mood is better, so I can dedicate even more of myself to those different areas. Absolutely. That's a, that's a great, uh, you know, if you like, mind-body connection mm. um, comment. Now, this could be a, a difficult question, John, but if, Tell me. if there was one key area to start in, and I just said for me, like in my experience, it might be health. And for some, for me and for other people in my life as well, it might have been the health aspect. But is there another one? Like, is that wrong? Or is there a one key area that if you were to say to someone, in terms of the PERMA acronym, 
focus on one to kickstart the others? What could that be? Uh, it's a nice, challenging question. Uh, I think if I were to start in one of those five areas or six areas, I would actually say relationships. And I don't know if right. that's because I'm right. a super relational guy or whether I'm in... Well, it is I'm your ex- job, I suppose, John, <laughs> as well. <laughs> that is my space. Well, I think because when I look at the research, whether we're talking about well-being, wellness, life satisfaction, um, or even health, you know, health more broadly, mm. what is usually number one or two in all of, on most of those lists, if not all of them, is how critical it is for us to be connected to others. Mm. And, you know, some of the data will look like something between two and five people, depending on what you're reading, that you need to be checking in with regularly mm-hmm. and who, if they were checking in with you, would mean that you would have a stable base from which to operate. So I think the relationship one, Dave, would be a critical one for me because, and particularly in some of the clinical work that I do, is that when people's relationships are getting a bit shaky or their mental health or physical health is getting a little out of um, out of whack, that they withdraw socially, or they might still be at work or school, mm-hmm. but they just don't make themselves available as they did before or need to. So I think that relational bit of where have, where are the people who care about me? Where are the mm-hmm. people that that I care about? Where are my colleagues? Where are my family? Where are my neighbours? You know, where are the people at the local coffee shop? All of that piece. I think that because when we experience ourselves in relationships well, then there's going to be more accomplishment there and that that'll be part of the meaning of my life and that mm. there will be some positive emotions that will flow on. So even though they are all, all those five or six are separate variables, the, the relationship one can be a nice piece to start with if you're feeling like you're not having the good or full life that you want. Nice one. That's a great reminder for me even. So between two to five people you're saying, connecting regularly, with between two to five people. Absolutely. And, you know, and what I, when I say connect regularly, it doesn't mean every day having a face-to-face, but yeah. it means that, you know, maybe each week there is, there's a Facebook message or a text or – and I know a lot of people don't like using phones anymore. It's quite an interesting phenomenon. But, you know, you know am I having a, a beer or a coffee or a, um, with somebody once a week or once a month? Um, am I sending texts to people just saying, how are you doing? Are you okay? Here's a picture of something. You know, it's that sort of stuff. It's it's just keeping people in the loop, and and that can absolutely have a flow-on effect. Like your friends who are, you know, some of whom are you know doing really well. Um, you know that they're having an impact on us, mm. and you're having an impact on them. So mm. it might be something that you know, sending them a photo of your son, you know, playing soccer, and it's just hey, you know, look at him in his uniform, you know, or mm. hey, this is um, you know, this is something that um, this is something that I'm building in the backyard, and it's just keeping people in the loop. So mm. social media. Or you know, as, as difficult as it can be sometimes, social media. But there's no um, is useful. But there's nothing like face to face. You know, sitting opposite each other, eyeballing one another. There's an intimacy and there's an interest and there's an empathy in that space. So, mm. and I've got to say, particularly for guys, because there are, you know a lot of lot of uh, girls and and women do that pretty well. They tend to have more of a collaborative, cooperative nature to them. But for guys, man, it, it's just so important that we we just up the phone and say how you doing or hey do you want to come to the to the football or can you give us a hand doing this and so even if it's guys working side by side with one another um absolutely critical yeah no that that's a really good reminder for me john because i love spending time with with my friends and my mates and so on and, and i'm a time person i think so i love spending a lot of time with my friends but i'm not the guy to pick up the phone 
I'm not the one to send the text. You're one of those. I'm one of those. <laughs> um, and my mates out there listening would be nodding their head going, absolutely. So I, that's a great reminder for me. I need to start being more of the one to make that contact, to get out there more. Um, yeah, yeah you, that's a great reminder. Thank yeah. you. You can't, you can't be one of those guys who are like, oh, these people haven't contacted me because you know what they can say. Well, you know, you've got my number. You can be contacted, mm, you know. Mm. Um, it's, it's really interesting. I do a, a range of things professionally and, and, and in the community. And one of the things a, co- a, a friend of mine and I have started uh, recently, well, the last year or so, um, we're a group of guys of a certain age and we meet once every six weeks and we just have pizza and a beer and a chat and um, occasionally we'll do some activities because we realise that with all the busyness of families, the busyness of work, the busyness of everything else, that sometimes we don't do the face-to-face. Mm. So we make it really low-key and it's a group of about 20 to 25. And every six weeks, there's at least 15 to 18 of us wow. who will turn up. No pressure. It's not a group therapy session. <laughs> it's just guys who are looking forward to seeing one another and saying, are you okay? Do you need a hand with something? This is what I've been doing. And it's not egos. It's not boasting about you know the goals you're kicking. It's about just saying, this is where I am. This is working. This is how I'm feeling. And this is what I might do. And can somebody give me a hand if need be? Mm. Really low-level stuff, but so important in terms of well-being. Yeah, thank you, John. That's a great reminder. Hey. I know that you do have a challenge for the week coming up, but I'm going to give myself two now because the relationships one is definitely one for me as well. Um, before we do get onto the challenge, is there anything else, John? Uh, or would you like to go straight to the challenge itself? Yeah, actually, I think it might be time to do the challenge. Excellent. And I thought what I'd do today is, given that a, quite, a couple of these uh, factors in having a, a full life – uh, a life which um, you can have a sense of flourishing, is really um, has a basis around what your relative strengths are, what your character strengths are. And some people can say, oh, you know, what are my strengths? And they fumble and um and ah to actually describe them. There's a really nice test or a little inventory. Mm-hmm. I won't say test because it sounds like you're going to pass or fail. <laughs> but let's just say it's a little inventory. Yeah. And it's called, um, which people can do online. So is that okay if I For sure, share please. that with yes. your listeners? Yes, it's called VIA, as in VIA, VIA Strengths Survey. Mm-hmm. And it's a free test you can do online. Um, probably only takes 10 or 15 minutes. And it, it comes out of uh, scientific literature. It's, you know, a well, it's quite a valid um, uh, inventory mm-hmm. uh, scientifically. And what I'd encourage listeners to do is to go online to do that inventory. And from that, they will find out their top five. Mm-hmm. Um, strengths they have out of a possible 24. And, and we all of us would have all of those 24 strengths to a certain extent. But if you look at the t- top five and think about how it is that you use them or could use them to satisfy your goals mm-hmm. in this space that we've talked about today. So, for example, if one of your – a category of your strengths might be around uh, courage, about being brave and persistent and – and having a sense of integrity, if that's where you, you know, some of your strengths might be, think about, okay, if that's the sort of person that I am, I'm willing to accomplish goals, even though there might be some opposition or some adversity, how can I do that to connect with some friends that I haven't for a while? How do mm. I muster up that courage to actually mm. make a phone call and say, hey, you know, I've been thinking about you. Do you, want to con- you know, do you want to connect over the next couple of weeks so we can you know, have a chat and have a beer and have a talk about stuff or whatever? Um, it doesn't have to be around beer. It can be around coffee. <laughs> um, and how can you use that also with in terms of 
um, a health challenge as well. If there's mm. a courage there, say, look, I haven't been eating so well or I haven't, my sleep is, you know, not the way that it needs to be. How can I use that courage, that uh, strength, that tenacity to get a sleep cycle um, more established? Mm-hmm. So it's really swinging around those relative strengths, playing to those, um, um, to the, the, the nature of, um, of some of your character uh, to realise the sort of life that you want to create for yourself. I think that might be an interesting challenge for the next week. Sure. So do the VO or the VIA strengths assessment and see how you go. Um, I've done that one myself a few times and it's really interesting. It's, it's quite an eye-opener. Um, and, and some of them, you know, I was uh, quite aware of already, some of those strengths, and others it was really nice to see that um, I hadn't actually thought about it as being a strength before. So um, I'm going to have to do that one again and, yeah. and realign my meaning and my purpose as I move forward and, and use that to help me accomplish even more. And that reminder too, John, thanks about my relationships. So um, my mates out there, expect a call soon. (laughs) Um, John, thank you very much for joining us again today. Thank you. Uh, For our listeners, we will have all those... those notes that John mentioned in the show notes for you as well. And uh, thank you very much for joining us. Please, again, remember, hit subscribe, leave a rating and a review. Uh, I really do appreciate, I'm really grateful for you tuning in every single week and for sharing this with your family and friends. So thank you very much. I can't wait to have you join me again next time. Thanks again for listening to the Do Life Better podcast. You can find all our show notes at www.projecthatch.com.au forward slash do life better if you'd like to book dave joiner to speak at your event company or school you can contact him at hello at projecthatch.com.au you can contact us on facebook at project hatch and on instagram at project underscore hatch please remember to subscribe to the podcast and share it with someone you think would benefit from these messages and now it's time to get out there and do life better